We'll pick up your Bibles. Let's get to Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 23 to 25. For the children of Ammon and Moab stood up against the inhabitants of Mount Seir. All these three people were enemies joined together to fight Jehoshaphat. But after Jehoshaphat, the fasting and the prayer and the praise of God's people, the Bible says that God himself came to fight. After Jehoshaphat had prayed and they have fasted and they have sung, God himself, after God telling them that you don't need to fight this battle, but I will fight it. You just position yourself. God fought the enemies. God fought the enemies by letting the enemies to fight themselves. Hallelujah. So, the, the, the nations that came together to fight Jehoshaphat, two of them stood up against one. Amen. So, two came together and destroyed one. And when the two that when the two when the two that came together to destroy one, when the one was destroyed, the two destroyed themselves. Hallelujah. <laughs> Do we see that thing happening in our lives? Those who gossip together, they end up gossiping among themselves, and they end up fighting themselves. Hallelujah. Especially when you are hating a good man. When you are against somebody that the Lord has blessed, you sh- you, no matter how long the battle may take, you will never win. Tell anybody you will never win. So look at anybody and say, don't gang up against me. Yeah. If anybody wants to solicit your support against somebody the Lord is blessing, avoid their company. You will never win. Hallelujah. Are you hearing me? See, that is not a message there, but that's an advice to all of us. For the children, go on. And when they had made watch, so when they are of Mount Seir, utterly to slay and destroy them. And when they had made an end of the inhabitants of Seir, everyone helped to destroy another. Amen. Go on. And when Judah came toward the watchtower in the wilderness, they looked unto the multitude and behold, there were dead bodies falling to the earth. And none escaped. And when Jehoshaphat and his people came, go back to the verse 24. And when Judah, somebody say Judah, when Judah came toward the watchtower in the wilderness, they looked unto the multitude and behold, they were dead bodies falling to the earth and none escaped. We are looking at two people here who came at the scene of the battlefield. The people of Judah and Jehoshaphat. Go. And, and now, and when Jehoshaphat and his people came to take away the spoil of they, of them, they found among them in abundance both riches with the dead and precious jewelries, and they stripped off for themselves more than they could carry away. And they were in three, they were three days in gathering of the spoil. It was so much. Hallelujah. All right, Father, add your blessings to your word. Speak to us in Jesus' name. Amen. Alright. It's important that when you have an opportunity to study or read the Bible or the scriptures, you don't go to the scripture looking for what was said to you. But you go to the scriptures looking for what God is saying. Amen. There are a lot of things God has allowed 
God allowed, there are a lot of words or statements or sentences that God allowed in the scriptures as they were putting it together. Some of these words sometimes are found with stories and events that took place in the Bible. Amen. So if I'm reading a story, what we are reading here is a story or an event that took place in the days of Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah. When I'm reading this story, it is easy to look at the, the acts of God in the story. What God did by his power and his might for Judah and Jehoshaphat. And then as we see that mighty work of God, like God fighting their enemies and giving them victory, it stirs up a certain kind of faith in us and positions us also to believe God for sin. Hallelujah. So most times we read the Bible and our faith in God is motivated by the story we read because the story gives us a picture of who our God is and what our God can do. Hallelujah. And, and we are able to say if God did it for Judah and Jehoshaphat, he can do it for me. The basis of that statement is as a result of the fact that Jehoshaphat was serving the God we are serving. And it's the same yesterday, the same today, and the same forever. Hallelujah. But this same God who was, yes, who, who was same yesterday, today, and forever chooses different means to express himself. Are you, are you hearing me? So sometimes when I'm reading a scripture like this, it's the same God I am reading about, but I must not expect the same way by which this same God acted for a different kind of people. Is anybody hearing me? Sometimes we miss God because we are expecting him in the way he ministered to somebody we know. Hallelujah. One of my popular scriptures, I always say, God told, God told Joshua that as I was with Moses, so will I be with you. He never said, as I did with Moses, so will I do with you. So, if God is with me, Joshua, I am not expecting God, who is with me, to do with me as he did with Moses. If I put that expectation of God on, on God concerning my life, God may be with me, but I will never see that he is with me. Is anybody hearing me? And so, when I'm reading the scriptures in a story like this, as interesting, very powerful, very encouraging that it is, I am looking out for the acts of God in the story. Hallelujah. When you are reading a story like that is what you want to see. Hallelujah. And, and you want to believe God also for sin. That is the reason why sometimes we interpret a scripture by our needs with an event or a story that happened somewhere a long time ago that has nothing to do with us. Hallelujah. For instance, I, I, I read the scripture and the Bible told Moses that remove of thy sandals for the ground where you stand upon is a holy ground. And you take the whole scripture to mean that God is talking to you. Hallelujah. No, God is not talking to you. What was true to Moses literally in figurative sense is something, a lesson we must learn. That when we come before God, God must have absolute contact with us without anything standing between us and him. Is anybody hearing me? I don't have to take off my shoes like Moses did. In, no, 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 no. I, can, I can't do that. Are you hearing me? 
Moses took off his shoes. So they say that song, don't wear earrings. I am not an Israelite. That is journeying from Egypt to promised land. Hallelujah. Okay, in, in, in that, in its even uh, comparisons, we are also journeying from one place to the other place. We are exiting the earth and going to heaven. Are you hearing me? And in heaven, whether there are earrings or no earrings, it has nothing to do with my faith. Amen. Are you following me? So, when you read a story like this, I, I want to encourage you not to look out for just the mighty act of God so that you, it can put you in expectations of God. But in a scripture like this, there could be a word. There could be a statement or a sentence that makes the story your story. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? I'm trying to let you pay attention to things. For instance, if somebody is talking to you about something, eh? talking to you about somebody or some situation, don't just pay attention to what the person is telling you as in the story. Sometimes in between the story, there is a word the person will say and that is what God wants you to hear to add value to your life. Are we together? Are we together? Yeah. This, this whole message I'll preach today it will just be only one word. In the whole sermon, that is your message. So may God open your heart to your message in this sermon. Are you hearing me? May the message from God for you and I, in this sermon, may we not miss it. Amen. The, a word may be in this scripture, a word may be in a scripture that goes beyond the event that happened at that time. Are you with me? The whole story happened many years ago. But we are preaching it today not to expect the same as God did for them. Hallelujah. Because today the enemies that comes up against us, they don't come up physically like this ones. They are spiritual enemies. That you may not even see with your eye. And one of them is sitting close to you. Are you hearing? Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yeah. You just sat in a trotter with one person. But because you are spiritual beings. Fighting you from a spiritual direction. You cannot see them. And so you cannot expect God. To do this thing physically. But he will do it spiritually. And it will manifest physically. Are you hearing? me? So if I read this scripture. I must look out for the message of God in this scripture other than the miracles of God in this scripture. Are you with me? Because I can be so much expecting the miracles that I will not even get the miracle they had because the story here is not supposed to give me a miracle. The story here is supposed to inform me about something. Can I hear somebody shout amen? For this were written down according to Romans. Paul said that they were written down for our examples. Hallelujah. So in this whole statement, in this whole story, we see, we know the story already. But Jehoshaphat, the, the, the one who chronicled it, the one who wrote it, made a statement and God allowed it. Hallelujah. God allowed it. And there are many such statements in the Bible. Many such statements in the Bible. 
And I'm encouraging you today on one thing. When you are reading your Bible, take your time and read it. Amen. Touch me say, take your time and read it. And pay attention to what you are reading. Because there could be a message that will add weight to your life. Amen. Sometimes the miracle you are expecting is in a simple, short, odd statement. In the whole story you are reading in the Bible. But you may miss the message. And when you miss the message, you can miss the miracle. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? In this story, and Jehoshaphat and his people came to take away the spoil of them. Of them, They found among them in abundance both riches with the dead bodies. See, valuables among dead bodies. They came to gather spoils. Say spoils. Spoils are like Anytime an army was going to fight in the Bible, they go with food. Not just their weapons. They go with food. They go with their treasures. They go with a lot of things into battle. Amen. Amen. They go into the battle with what? I don't have time to work on some things, but let me just say this thing to you. Look at it. Let me say, choose the battle you are fighting very well. You are not just only fighting with your hand. You are fighting with everything that is dear to your heart. Amen. Amen. Whatever wrong thing you are doing, it may be you, but not you alone. Amen. Any right thing you are doing, we saw you only, but in essence, you are not the only one doing it. I told you before that, when Abraham paid tithe to Melchizedek, Hebrew says that, the tribe of Levi paid tight in Abraham to Melchizedek. Because Levi was in the loins of Abraham. Any prayer I'm offering right now, my children may not pray for two hours, but spiritually, they have also prayed two hours. Because they came out of my loins. Whether you have given birth or not, anything you are doing right now, you are not in it alone. The entirety of your family is in that act. So touch your neighbor and say, choose what you are fighting. Look at them in the eye. Say, I have a message for you from the Lord. Choose what you are doing well. Because you see, if I choose wrong, my children doesn't have to make wrong choices again. What do you say? If I choose something wrong, my children don't have to make any wrong choice again. Just by my wrong choice, they have chosen wrong things already. Hallelujah. And one, uh, let me just throw this to you like, once you are young like this, eh, and you are hot-headed, hot-headed, once some year old, they will trip, boom. When you are thin, anything you do, you think that there is nothing like tomorrow. Hallelujah. Touch your neighbor and say, any battle you have chosen to fight right now, Moral battles, financial battles, spiritual battles. Any battle you are fighting right now, you are not in that battle alone. Your children's children are in that battle. Any choice you have made, any decision you have made, your children are so much in that decision. 
Hallelujah. Choose the battle well. As it was then, physically, it is now. Any battle you enter in, you enter in with the treasures of your destiny. Hallelujah. And you don't want to be, you don't want to be done. You don't want to finish fighting and you did not gain any treasure and the treasures you took into you have lost all. Hallelujah. So when they brought their treasures to the battlefield, you are not just going to die or pre-adventure if you are wounded. You don't just go away with your wounds. You lose all your treasures also. Hallelujah. <laughs> so before you preach it, more than you can carry. What did you carry into the battlefield? Hallelujah. More than you can carry is not just what the enemy lost. But you, the victor too, what you took into the battle, did you retain it? Are you hearing me? Did you retain? The other count to carry money. Usa di pay and I say, "Oko shere wodi." Hallelujah. Say, "I will not lose my." So I can add to my what the enemy has. Amen. Then the Bible says that when they came there, they found valuables on dead bodies. That is what strikes me. Hallelujah. The Bible says that both riches they, they found they found among them in abundance both riches with the dead body. One that valuables on the dead bodies and precious jewelries which they strip off for themselves. Ha. Amen. They strip it off for what? What they needed for themselves was on dead bodies. Amen. What they needed, the treasures and the valuable items they had was on dead bodies. In case you don't know, let me inform you a little. An Israelite must not touch a dead body. And if you touch a dead body, you are pronounced unclean. And you must go through purifications for seven days. But in the story, we see Judah and the whole Jehoshaphat touching dead bodies. Because the dead bodies carried valuable items. <laughs> Amen. The dead bodies carried valuable items. You are confronted between, you are confronted with law that says don't touch a dead body. A need that says you need the treasures. You are confronted with God's word that tells you that don't do any carnal thing. But on the canal thing you are not supposed to do is something you need to deliver you from carnality. Amen. Everybody is going to get to this point in our lives. Where the most wonderful things we need to complete our lives will be on things that are dead. 
Please make sure you go home with something. Look at your neighbor. Look at, look at your neighbor and say, everything you are going to need. To become whoever God wants you to be. Some of them, you will find them on dead bodies. And your self-righteousness will determine whether these valuable items will be valuable to you or not. And for me, I pray today that for the peace of our destinies that complete us, may God put it on things and people that we consider worthless. So that when we despise them, we can never be blessed. Am I teaching? You are going to come into dead situations. Just, just follow this short message. You are going to come into dead situations. Dead situations. You are going to meet dead people. But on these dead people are valuable items. They are deaf. They stink. They stink. Stinking bodies with valuable items. You need the items and not the body. But if you, you, do, you cannot get the items without touching the body. And when I touch the body, I am defiled. I am soiled. I will, I will, I will take not just the item, but I will take the smell of the body on the item also. Father, give us understanding. They found among them valuable things on dead bodies. To fully understand this message. But between now and then, I pray that the Holy Ghost continues to speak to you. Hallelujah. And the treasures they took, David gave an instruction before Jehoshaphat that the spoils they gather in warfare, they must use it for the maintenance of the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. So here, my righteousness that does not allow me to associate with people who are not right as me carries something that I do not just need for myself but I also need for the maintenance of the house of God. I come into contact with something God needs. And I come into contact with something that I need. But what God needs and what I need is on something God does not like. Amen. What God needs and what I need is on something God does not want. I am glad it is God who doesn't like it. I am glad that what God needs and what I need is on something only he, God, does not like. 
Because if it is only God that does not like it, then he allows me to take it. Then he can accept it and use it for his house. Therefore, I'm not looking at the dead body. I am looking at the treasure. I'm working something. I'm working something. You see, sometimes we find we miss God and his goodness and kindness towards us. Because where he decides to deposit what will make us better, he, God is a specialist in depositing great things in dead things. Not dead things to him, but dead things to you. Can I hear you shout amen? And I am here to say to you, look at me, that God will deliver you from your self-righteousness. God will deliver you from a certain old age mentality that makes you to feel that some of these things, this is not the way it has been done. Hallelujah. Listen, look at me. Anytime you are doing something for God, you better be very careful the stand you take. Hallelujah. Did you hear what I said? One day, God wants to visit Cornelius. And God sends an angel to Cornelius and tells Cornelius, go to Peter. I have instructed him to bring salvation to you. Then God goes to Peter and shows Peter a vision of both unclean animals. Then God tells him, rise, kill, and eat. Then Peter is talking to God who proclaimed things unclean and clean that says that I cannot eat that which is unclean. Are you with me? Because sometimes eh, we allow the positions God brings us into to now begin to give us a perception that we know what God needs each moment. Oh, this man is teaching. Hallelujah. You, you begin to think that because of now you know the sum total of the mind of God concerning every matter. So when God is even instructing us on things, we now want to quote his word back to him. Is anybody hearing me? But the Lord, you said this. But I'm glad you didn't say your grandfather, your grandfather said that one. You said the Lord, you, if it's the Lord that said that and the Lord now en engages you to do it, you just have to know that you don't know better than the God who's asking you to do it. I'm teaching. Hallelujah. The point is that sometimes eh, we can become overly too good that we don't know where to stop when it comes to God. You can become overly good that you may not even know where you are offending God. Because I know the scriptures. You know, when we say something is dead, it means it has no life in it. But I've come to realize that sometimes eh, the things that have life in them, most people consider them as lifeless because it is not living up to their expectation. So it is not as if the thing is really dead. But it is dead to you because you have your own kind of expectation of the thing. So no matter how good the thing is to you, it is dead because it is not meeting your expectation. So you proclaim it dead 
dead whilst the thing is still living. So, this treasure is on this hand. But because to me she is dead, I have no need of this treasure. But I pray wisdom for you. You must be able to draw the line between a dead body and the treasures they possess. I may not like this body, but the treasure on them are needed for the good of the advancement of the church. Is anybody hearing what I'm saying? Have you realized that sometimes eh, the most people that can give you sound advice that can help your destiny, you don't really like them. And it's not because they are bad. It's because something in you, they challenge it. They trouble it. They irritate it. And so, to you, they are dead, even though they are living. Today, may God open your eyes beyond the state of any person, beyond the state of any situation, because most of the bad, dead, evil situations, they carry valuable items. Carry valuable. Get up and tell somebody and say, I have some good items with me. I have some precious things with me. I may be stinking. Tell them, say, I may be stinking. I may have all kinds of issues around my life. I may not be doing things as you think I should do them. But don't ignore my treasures. For are these treasures in acting vessels that the excellency of God, of power may be of God and not of man. Touch your name and say, I am a full package of treasures. And yet, I am dead somewhere. I'm dead somewhere. I'm dead somewhere. I'm not altogether dead. I am dead somewhere. I'm dead somewhere. I'm dead somewhere. I am not altogether dead. But I am glad that when they came to the battlefield, they didn't find the treasures in an open space. They saw the treasures on dead bodies. On dead bodies. They found it. That, so any, and the Bible said they took it and stripped it off. Hallelujah. It was not hidden. It was not in the dust or sand or rocks. It was on the dead bodies. Dead bodies. Oh, look at them and say, on you is a treasure. Look at them and say, on you are valuable things. And look and say, I need these valuables to make my life complete. I need these precious things to be able to do the things I want to do for God. But unfortunately, say unfortunately, these treasures I need, these items I need are on bodies. There are bodies that are dead. Sit down. Bodies that are dead. Ask your neighbor, how dead is a dead situation? Can I go on? Ask your neighbor, how dead is a dead person? A dead person is dead when they have nothing to offer. But a dead person is not dead when there are still treasures on them. You didn't hear. I said a dead person is not dead. Where there are still treasures, what? In other words, I am trying to say, you can never consider anybody useless because they are not speaking your language. Amen. 
today any good man and good man God has given to you. That is dead to you because according to your own. See, sometimes I, I don't want to say it. How can you have a standard and say that this person is dead to death? Because this person is not meeting up the standard, he's dead. I am serving a God that we don't meet up with his standards every day, but he considers us as his children. Hallelujah. Are you hearing me? So sometimes I wonder if we are really Christians. And if we are, if it is Christ we are following. Amen. That, that, that is it. Thank you. I like this one. And, 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 and they, they found on bodies an abundance of goods and valuables. Something worth carrying. Hallelujah. It was on dead bodies. Can I go further? Can I go further? Can I go further? Look at me. I'm going to say something to you. There is no way. And God knows it. And God allows it. That is why he makes provisions before we get into the act. Before they touch the dead bodies, there were Levitical laws that says that when you touch a dead body, quickly come and purify yourself so that you can stand before me. If you don't come, then you'll be cut off from the nation of Israel. Come on, clap your hands for God. You see, sometimes what we write people off on, God has made greater provisions for them. Amen. Sometimes when you have died people, God has made provisions for them to live, but you have died them. Don't go and say that English anywhere. Amen. Am I teaching well? And I look at this scripture and I look at God's work of grace towards us. Before I would do anything wrong, he has made provisions for the correction of the wrong. But sometimes the wrong thing I do is so heavy on me that the solution that is provided, I ignore it. Amen, amen, amen. Listen, I'm telling you, Chema. Because some of the things you are, some of the deals you are going to break, it will be on dead bodies. I'm teaching. I'm teaching. Say, brother, don't go this way. Some of the deals with that phone will break. It may have to, you may have to come into an agreement with somebody who is a gay. No, I am teaching. Some of the treasures that are for the building of the temple, it will be on the lesbians. And the only way to get the treasures is to touch the lesbian. I'm not going to go, I didn't say go and do the act. Are you hearing me? Because there is no way I'm going to take this phone without me touching him. But I must be able to touch, take my phone out of the hands of the dead body. And then when I take it, I am purified and cleansed by the washing of the water of God's word. That is why it is dangerous not to be hearing God's word. Because there are many things you consider blessings that are defiled. And God knows it. But when you come and sit and hear God's word, the cleansing powers of the word washes you and the treasure and makes it valuable for the service of God. How 
do you know that the man that gave you the money you have in the deal you entered to, that money, how do you know it is not Sakaha money? Are you hearing me? How do you know gifty? How do you know that the money she brought you was the taxpayer's money she took from, from the government? How do you? Uh, it's not even written. What the title? How do you say title? Hallelujah. Sometimes you see, the money you take alone is enough to devalue. Not because you are a sinner. But because the person, see, God knows where the money is coming from. And God considered it as a filthy thing. Hallelujah. But lack of knowledge. I, I don't know, I don't know it. Meaning? But I'm trying to let you understand that. Then, Follow me. The change the person gave to you. Do you know the one that gave the money for you to become your change you are taking home? We don't know. Are you hearing me? The throat row you sat in. Whether there are witches sitting in the car, wizards sitting in the car, or your family dwarfs are sitting in the car. You have no idea. Are you hearing me? The taxi you picked, the Uber you picked, whether it was a certain spirit driving the car, you have no idea. The people that sells water on the street, those that sells in the shops, your supermarket and your provision shops, those that sell there, you don't know the person. The chop bars, the hospitals, we don't know the people we encounter every day. So in reality, every now and then we are defiled in a certain way. Most of our treasures are on dead bodies. Can I hear you shout amen? Because you see, Though our eyes are open clearly and we see light and day, there are many unseen things that are dealing, we are dealing with. Is anybody hearing me at all? There are many unseen things. Now, she knew Are you hearing? I am praying grace for you this morning. Catch your neighbor and say, Stop this yourself, righteousness. And understand. That most of the treasures we need, most of the treasures you are going to get to build up your, your destiny, most of these treasures are on dead bodies. Hallelujah. Dead bodies. Sometimes we know them, but we take them anyway. Amen. And every day as I hear God's word, there is a cleansing power of the word that cleanses me of contaminated things that I know not and of the things that I even know his word has power as I'm teaching right now some cleansings are taking place right now as I'm, listen, if not for the cleansing you have been dead by now because some of you may have even eaten food dedicated to witches I'm teaching Somebody, some of you may have bought things do you tell you Ace. You bought Ace. You bought diabetes. I'm telling you. Clearly. Ah, I'm tell, there are things people have dedicated to idols. And we go and buy them as clothes and we wear. Hallelujah. Perfumes we wear on our body. 
Now, if you really want to go into all these matters, Amen. Because the truth of the matter is that we live in a very corrupt world. But there is a cleansing power of a word in the world. And I don't want to lose touch with this word. Because then, now I understand where Paul said, let the word of God dwell daily. Daily. Because daily I am going to need some cleansing. Can I hear somebody shout amen? amen. The reason you have to shun away from self-righteousness is because you that you even consider yourself righteous. You that you consider yourself that Charlie, me a whole No. No. You are contaminated on you. It's just that this word that you keep hearing keeps washing you so you can't, you can't see how contaminated you are. You can't see your contaminations because you are, you are, you, are, you see, let me tell you something. Some of you have had benefit, the opportunity of getting closer and having fellowship with me. And every day in that fellowship, you are washed. You are washed. Now, you need to give people the benefit of the doubt. If they get into close proximity like you have gotten, they may be better than you. Are you hearing what I am teaching? They may be better than you. They will do well than you. Because what I feed you with, I feed, sometimes the, the, the full size of the bread I am sharing here, you are eating it in private. Hallelujah. But somebody comes to church, that's a minor part of it, and may have to live on it throughout the whole week until there is another Sunday. But you, before Sunday, you would have spoken to me twice. You have seen me. You would have made me pray for you. And you have fellowship with me constantly. So you have no right to reject the treasures that are on dead bodies. Dead bodies according to you. Not dead bodies in reality. <laughs> Who is this message for this morning? Someone said there are valuables. Today, I'm giving you a different outlook and perception into people's life. Amen. And not any other person, but the dead bodies. There are dead bodies amongst us. Helpless. No life given in them. When you touch them, they are untouched. When you move them, they are unmoved. Those are the people when you advise them, you come back to come and see them do the same thing to them to do. Dead bodies. Dead bodies. Pray. You will come, they will sit down. They will not pray. They will come back and say, can you pray for us? Dead bodies dead bodies. You give them an advice that will help them. They don't take it. They make a mistake and they come back and they say, please, don't abandon us. Dead bodies. Dead bodies. Dead bodies. Dead bodies. Who keeps committing, making mistakes and making errors. Heavy errors that drags you into it and then complicates your life and makes things difficult for you. Someone say dead bodies. But I'm on these dead bodies are treasures. Treasures. Treasures for your making. Treasures that can build our church. And I am praying grace for you. That God will give you a sight. See, when Judah came there, all they saw was dead bodies. When Jehoshaphat and his people came there, they saw treasures on dead bodies. Two people at the crime scene. All of them are seeing different things. But the first group that came, were the treasures there? Yes. But they chose to see what they wanted to see. But when Joseph had, because he was a king, when he came, he was looking for valuables. 
and did not see the dead bodies because he needed valuables to build that and maintain the temple. He needed valuables to maintain the temple, to take care of God's people. So he came, he saw the dead bodies, but he stripped the treasures of the dead bodies. The first group that came, all they came to see were people that were dead. And perhaps they went to tell those of actually people are dead. Hallelujah. Like the four lepers that entered the camp of the Syrian army. When they entered there, the Syrian army had run and left all their treasures there. <laughs> Amen. And I, I'm a, when I read that scripture, my focus is not on the, on the lepers. My focus is on the man at the gate that the lepers came to report and told them that what God has done. Because anybody that made contact with a leper, you are considered unclean. And the man came and made contact with the man at the gate. And I, I didn't know why the gate man did not tell them that, what are you lepers doing here? Now the Bible says, I heard the news and ran to the king and told the king. And when the king also came, he didn't say, who brought the report? They said, lepers, as for lepers, forget lepers. Because I don't have any dealing with the lepers. But brother, you better have something to do with the leper. He carries the information to your next miracle. Is anybody hearing me? That leper carries something that you will need to end this hunger in the city. Treasures on dead bodies. May God open your eyes. God open your eyes. Then as I close, there is a part of the message I have to reserve for the last. Treasures on dead bodies. God will bring you into dead situations. In a moment where you have to be reduced to nothing. To assume a position where you have to do something that you never plan to do in your life. Valuables on dead bodies. Never dream to become a drama. But the God who knows all and sees all knows what you need to become, what you dream to become. And sometimes, whilst you are thinking you need a real estate to become a rich man, God knows that you need a drama. And he has to set you up in a situation where you have to play the drums. But sometimes, because we never envisage that, we consider this as dead and has nothing to offer. Most of the things we consider them dead and has nothing to offer for us, most often times, they carry the answer to our destiny. Sometimes you are in a church and they say, you know you are, you know you are this, and they say, come and be an usher. No. God has just set you up to give you treasure. Sometimes, you see, people think that they are doing you evil. But throwing you to the pack of wolves, but it's a return as a roof. Leading them. Is anybody hearing me? But you see, because school somebody here, banker. What is this dead body work of selling pure water? Who am I teaching? Who am I teaching? I, I did human resource. What am I doing with self lands and wearing some heavy shoe running around looking for properties to build uh, properties to sell and rent what is a university graduate doing in a trotro or in a taxi running around trying to look for buildings and sometimes you go the market is bad you are tired we see and it's not coming what is an university graduate doing with this dead body but on this dead body is valuable. But 
We have some foolish faith that does not allow us to see the valuables on dead bodies. I didn't plan out to be a drama. But if the opportunity comes, I grab it. Can I hear you shout amen? I didn't plan out to be this. That today I deliver you from that evil. Lift your voice and shout a better amen. May the Lord deliver you from the things you didn't plan to be that are withholding your destiny in the spot you are not supposed to be. Should I pray it again? May the Lord deliver you from the things that you never planned to be that are holding you to the spot you are not supposed to be. For That means that for anywhere you are right now, there is something to take you out of that place. And sometimes it is not what you bargained for. Sometimes what will take you out of your bondage is not something you planned for your life. Hallelujah. Who am I teaching this morning? Valuables on dead bodies. Because you see, sometimes the things we aim to become, they don't hold the key to where God wants us to get to in life. But we become so fixated on them and we are so deep into it that we cannot see any other treasures on anything. But tonight, this morning, may your eyes open. May your eyes open. Sometimes the man you dream to be with is not the man that is proposing to you, but as dead as that man is, is the treasure to your destiny. No, if I'm talking to you, clap your hands for the Lord. Stop. Stop destroying your life with this is what I wanted. Be flexible to pick up the signal that this is what I wanted but it's not coming. What now is available? And what is available may just be a dead body. But on the dead body is a treasure. Because what I am waiting for is not coming. What can I get that is available? That can even bring me into what I want to become without even knowing. May God give you grace. Wisdom. Listen, today I pray you will never abuse opportunities. That comes in different forms of appearance you never imagined to have. Don't try to put your wife in a body you wanted many years ago. I just said something to you. Don't try to put your husband in the body you so desired. Are you hearing me? Don't try it. Don't try it. Because there are six packed bodies that are going nowhere. And there are one packed body that is going somewhere. Can I hear somebody shout amen? There, 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 are, there are straight ladies. No curve, no front and no back. They don't have a right turn or a left turn or a front turn or a back turn. All the turn is just straight. Are you hearing me? Nothing. Everything is straight. Don't try to put the curved ones into the straight bodies. Because sometimes it's very expensive to be with a curved body. I pray grace. Lift up your toes and say, Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, grant 
me the wisdom and the grace that the things that comes to me as nothing, with the eye of the spirit, I can see treasures. So, say treasures on dead bodies. Can you see the worth of people beyond their situation? Can you see how important somebody's idea is even though you don't like the person? Can you see it? Hallelujah. He found among them. Today I pray. May you find among people. Chema, God always knows how to hide things. And he always hides them where you don't want to look at. Today, don't be like the people of Judah. Be like Jehoshaphat. When they came, one came to see, one came to collect. Hallelujah. No, say, I will not be among those who just came to see. I want to be among those who can see and can collect. I don't like the body. But the body I don't like is holding something I need to collect. You were there for the anako. Are you hearing me? Me say the word. Soninsa. Say another one. Are you hearing me? I don't mean I don't like you. But the whole canoe. It is probably about calling May God make you wise. May God may you receive wisdom. Lift your voice. Get up and shout. I receive the wisdom. For some judgment in death situations and with death people in the night, lift your voice and receive wisdom. Shout is I receive wisdom in death moments of my life, in death situations. I receive divine wisdom in issues, in situations, and in moments where it looks like there is nothing to receive. You'll come out with a treasure. You will come out with a treasure. Hey, you will enter where everybody enters and come complaining. You will enter there and by good judgment you shall come out with treasure. Oh, I am praying for a church. I am praying for a church. I am praying. Only I pray. Do not be ashamed of the dead things you are doing. Selling the pure water, selling the bread and doing the little things you are doing. That dead thing has treasure. That that thing has treasure and sooner not later you will need that treasure to build the entirety of your legacy and I pray that God shall strengthen your hands I pray that the Lord shall help somebody like Jehoshaphat whilst others are seen to argue whilst others are seen to complain whilst others are seen to find fault may you see to collect may you see to gather may you see to possess may you see and say I have come to the battlefield and I am not ready turning back with empty hands but for me to enter and return back to my city with my hands full of treasure I need to be touching some God dead bodies I need to be touching some things I don't want to touch this is not what I plan for this is not what I want to do 
you. This is not what I want to be, but this is what life has offered to me. I don't mind soiling my hands and taking the treasure. After taking the treasure, the treasure can cleanse my hands. Are you hearing me? Are you? I pray that God will give you wisdom so that the blessings he deposits in dead situations, the blessings he deposits among dead people, the dead state of the matter will not make you run away, but you can look at the treasure and identify with the dead. Remove your treasure and go build your legacy. Clap your hands and shout and receive wisdom. The things you are going to build. There are treasures you need to build. And they may be on dead bodies. People you don't like. Dead situations. Situations that look so dark that there is nothing out of this one. May God give you a seeing eye. Yes. Touch and say, don't ever write a dead thing off. Don't ever walk past a dead thing. Oh, Father. Somebody say, valuables on dead bodies. Look at three people and say, I should look at me right now. I am not altogether dead. But you are blinded by your righteousness. That you cannot see the treasures I am made of. Tell them you are blinded. But by your own dreams. That you cannot see opportunities. In what you never dreamt to be. If you don't get the message, get these two things I have said. Whatsoever thy hand findeth to do, do it with all thy might. Someone say, whatsoever. It is in your Bible that sometimes you are talking about this. This is not my purpose. How are you too sure that this is your purpose? But something will take you into purpose. Something will take you into what? Sometimes you cannot see the purpose until you begin the journey. Until you begin the journey. Sometimes you don't really know what God wants you to do until you are doing something. Until you are on something. And then as you are on the thing, that thing, the steps of the good man ordered by the Lord, the path of the just man shined more and more unto a perfect day. So I don't know what I am doing, but I'm doing something. I don't know where I'm going, but I know I'm going somewhere. And sometimes what will take me there is not what I envisage for my life. Valuable. The great things that ever happens to any church happens by dead bodies. Most of us are too alive that God cannot do anything with us except those who are dead. <laughs> dead men continue to remain dead. So Paul will say, I die daily because he knows that you cannot do the work of God living. Living. I pray grace for you. That God will open your eyes. On dead bodies. Valuables. Touch your neighbor and say, I got some treasures. Look at it and say, I got some treasures. If you open your eyes well, this is your hatred. This is your envy. This is your jealousy. This is your backbiting. 
if you open your eyes well to see what I am made of in spite of my stinking in spite of my excesses in spite of all the wrongs you see with me if you open your eyes well on my hand is a gold chain on my neck is a necklace that you will need to make you become all that God wants you to be. Hallelujah. So God knows where to put us to get treasures out of our lives. Somebody shout to your neighbor and say, my neighbor, don't make light of dead situations. There are treasures in there. Today, you are serving somebody. You never wish to be a servant like this. Today, you are living off somebody. This is not your plan. That will be to answer the wedding. But and yet turn a wedding. God is building a man. God is building a woman. Because God knows where he's taking him. But can you make the most out of the time I hear Thomas Udino? Can you see the treasure in this dead situation? Amen. Today somebody is loving you right in spite of all the wrongs you are doing to them. It's not because Unshia also Bemana also Bada. They have found the treasure in you. And that is why they are making every sacrifice. May God open your eyes to see it. And don't think of them that you are wise and were, and don't, they are fools. Those who are loving you right, even though you are hurting them daily. They are not fools. They have just seen your worth. But unfortunately, you are rather the fool. That you cannot see the worth of somebody loving you right. You are not wise. You can Treasures are before you, but you are too foolish to see them. That is why you can treat people's love like rags. You are not wise. You are a foolish person. To take somebody's love and honor for granted because they love you and they cannot do without you. That alone should make you treasure them. People that will go any length to do anything for you. They will go any length in the name of love to make sure you are comfortable. Those are the people you hold in high esteem and decide not to hurt them. And then if you hurt them, consciously or unconsciously, you are able to say, I am sorry. But you are too a foolish person that you cannot even see the worth of the good things God has thrown your way. Treasures and valuables on dead bodies. May you not be too alive not to appreciate valuable things.